Welcome back, Nets fans. Been a while. I have not talked to you guys since uh, the season was over. Probably like a month ago at this point. It's been a while. But yeah, the Nets, of course, got swept this year. And I did say in that video I was going to make a season recap at some point, And I just have not gotten to it. So I wanted to fulfill my promise. So we'll talk about the Nets season this past year. Maybe some off-season stuff. Um, I do want to touch on the big three that should have been because, you know, this was the same day James Harden lost in Game 7 for the second time in three years. So um, I do want to talk about that for a bit. So, yeah, there's a few things to talk about. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video, podcast, subscribe, like the video, all that stuff. And let's get into it. I was debating where to start, but I guess, you know, screw it. Let's start with the Harden stuff because that happened today. It's fresh. Um, so, yeah, the Sixers had a 3-2 lead. They blew that, of course, Doc Rivers and James Harden. Like, what would you expect? So, Harden was 3 for 11, had 9 points, was a minus 30, um, 5 turnovers, only 3 field goals made. So, nothing, you know, nothing uh, much of a surprise there for Harden, who I think has lost, like, 3 game 7s now, I'm pretty sure. Um he had that one where Chris Paul got hurt when he was in Houston. They were up 3-2. Um, of course, Brooklyn was up 3-2 in 2021. I mean, Harden played on one leg, so I can't really blame him entirely. But And then uh, today. So, yeah, I mean, Harden's had a rough time there with the Game 7s lately. But going back to his decision to leave the Nets back in the uh, trade deadline, February of 2022, I get why he did it. It wasn't it didn't it did not go down the way he envisioned. I think James Harden came here and expected to play alongside Kevin and Kyrie for most of the time. Of course, injuries and adversity was going to strike at some points, but you know, Kyrie sitting out half the year because of a vaccine was not really something they expected. But if James Harden's main thing was winning a championship, which he has said that's really all he cares about at this point numerous times. I mean, Harden has broke every individual record that he could basically back in Houston and has so many, you know, scoring things and like scoring titles and stats, MVPs, whatever. So many individual accomplishments. The last thing the guy needs is a ring. And, you know, when he made that decision to go to Philly in 2022, I was a bit surprised. You know, I, I did figure he would test out free agency in the summer of 2022, but I never thought he was going to leave the Nets at the deadline. Like, I really did think that group owed it to each other to have a healthy playoff run. And as we know, 2021 was not a healthy playoff run. The Bucks series was just completely derailed by injuries. And... I did want to see what it looked like. I mean, is it, is it that hard to have, you know, it's not I'm, not, I'm not asking for much. Just one healthy playoff run together. We never got to see it. And seeing how the Sixers have gone the past couple of years, like, does Harden look back at that and say, huh, you know, maybe I should have just hung on for a couple more weeks and waited for Kevin and Kyrie to come back and gave it a chance with Brooklyn. So I really do think that was his best shot. And I could say the same thing for even like Kyrie and, and KD. Um, Kyrie's future is kind of unknown because he's a free agent. But assuming he goes back to Dallas, I mean, is that team ever going to go anywhere? I mean, if they get a third star, maybe. But I know the new CBA is going to make that tough to do. So that whole Dallas thing seems kind of iffy. Um, KD and Phoenix, I mean, they have no depth. I mean, Chris Paul is like 38. He might retire. Who knows? Uh, DeAndre Ayton, they're saying like, oh, he might get traded. He might stay. I don't know. But he was, you know, not that great in the series. There were some plays where he was lacking hustle. So those situations don't look too great. And for James Harden, I mean, he can leave Philly this offseason. He might go back to Houston for all we know. So looking at how that's played out, like does James Harden look at that and say, man, I probably should have just stuck it out with the Nets? Because 
you know, ultimately, last season, I know the Nets got swept, right? But they lost by like 16 points combined, right? A sweep's a sweep, but still, if if you replaced Harden in that series, and I've said this before, if you put Harden in that Celtics series last year, the Nets might have won that series in six or seven games. It would not have shocked me, you know? Ben Simmons obviously did not play, so you got nothing from him. Uh, Drummond was terrible in that series, and Seth Curry was fine, but he's Seth Curry. So if you put James Harden in for Seth Curry, I think the results would have been way different in that series. So, yeah, the Nets may have beat Boston last year. Who the hell knows? And even this year, the East is not good this year. I mean, Boston looks more beatable than they did last year. Um, Milwaukee got out in the first round. You have an eight seed in the uh, in the conference finals. You know what I mean? Like, there's not many teams that look that great. You know, Cleveland was like the fun, sexy team. They got beat by the Knicks in five games. So you know what I mean? Um, like not even Harden, but it's just disappointing that this Nets team and Nets core didn't finish out this year. I think if Kevin and Kyrie even stayed, not even Harden. If Kevin and Kyrie stayed, they could have made some noise this year. But it is what it is. I just think Harden kind of uh, lacks some foresight with that move he made back in 2022. I get it was frustrating, but once again, like all he had to do was wait a couple more weeks until Kevin and Kyrie were back and like the big three would have been back together. Um, he goes to the Sixers and plays with the guy in Embiid who's never been passed round two. He plays with Doc Rivers, known choker in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, once again, I don't know what makes the man happy. Apparently, he didn't love the Brooklyn area, didn't get along with Steve Nash. There were other factors, but if it was about winning a ring, probably would have been best to just stay in Brooklyn. But, you know, I could be biased saying that, but I truly think, like, hey, that was probably his best shot. I think the 2021 season, if he didn't get hurt, that was his best chance of winning a title. And going forward, if he stays in Philly or just tries to ring chase somewhere else, I don't know. I just feel like Harden's way too inconsistent. We saw in this series, I mean, with Boston, he had like three games where he looked like vintage Harden, and the other four games, he was just pretty trash. So, I don't know, especially today in Game 7. Very disappointing outing for him. So, that's it for the Harden stuff. But anyway, looking at this Nets season as a whole... It was a weird season, obviously. It felt like two different seasons if you split them up in half. But the first, you know, few weeks were pretty rough. I mean, you had like a one in five star. Steve Nash gets fired. Right after that, you have the Kyrie posting the Amazon link. And he got suspended for like seven games. And then in that time, you know, Jock Vaughn takes over. The Nets were in rumors to get Ime Udoka. Apparently, the NBA did not allow Udoka to coach in season they wanted him to be suspended for a full season okay i respect that i still think the nets jumped the gun by extending jock vaughn multiple times like if he was extended for one year i'd be like okay that's fine but they extended jock vaughn for like four more years or three more years just crazy in my opinion anyway they went on this stretch from november 27th until january 8th which is the game kevin durant got hurt where they went 18 and 2, as we know. So they won 18 of 20 games. They were half game out of first place. I went to that next game. Um, they played versus Boston on January 12th. If the Nets won that game, they would have been in first place. And of course, they lost that game. They lost four in a row. So it was like back to back years where KD got hurt and the Nets started to fall in the standings. But we're used to that. And, you know, they got back on track, sort of. I think the Nets were the four seed. Then they had that game in Boston, February 1st, where they got blown out. A couple days later, the Kyrie Irving news comes out. He requests a trade. 
A lot of weird stuff happened. Cam Thomas had the three straight games scoring 44, 47, 43. They went one and two in that time, as Jacques Vaughn loves to point out. But, um, yeah, and of course, KD. We should have seen this, by the way, because I know KD did not show up for the Nets-Clippers game on February 6th, but he did show up for the February 7th game against the Suns. And I feel like a lot of people didn't put that together. Like, why would he show up for one game and not the other? And we knew in the offseason that KD's preferred destination was the Suns, so he probably should have put two and two together. Like, oh, he's at, he's at the Suns game, but not the Clippers game. Why is that? And, like, yeah, it's, it makes sense because a couple days later, he was a Phoenix Sun. Um, speaking of that trade, big fan of it. I mean, do I miss having KD as a net? I mean, yeah, but, you know, he didn't look great in the playoffs. I, I think it's kind of a weird fit for him right now. They didn't really have Chris Paul for a lot of it in this series. I get it, but... I feel like they weren't using KD to his max ability, which is a problem. Like, you are supposed to get the max out of your players. Um, but, yeah, they have a new coach now. You know, Monty Williams got let go, so we'll see what happens there next year. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Nets made out very well. Getting all those draft picks, it was like five first-round picks and some pick swaps and getting Mikel, getting um, Cam Johnson, who is a restricted free agent, even getting Jay Crowder, who they fit for a couple second-round picks. You know, it's not a bad move. I think the Nets got a lot there for KD, and they um, got everything they could there for a 34-year-old who has, you know, missed a lot of time the past few years. I mean, Durant missed about, I don't know, a month and a half back in his first season off the Achilles. He like His first Nets season, he did not play at all, as we know. We signed up for that with the torn Achilles. The next year, he had a hamstring issue that kept him out for over a month. The year after that was the first MCL sprain, and then this past year was the, uh, or this year I should say, was the second MCL sprain when uh, Jimmy Butler fell onto him in the January 8th game at Miami. So, you know, injury-prone guy at this point in his career. You get five first-round picks. The Suns have a bit of a, a murky future, I will put it that way, but they could be really good too. I'm not going to like say, oh, the Suns are terrible, but like they might be very good. Who the hell knows? Kyrie might go to the Suns, and they might be great. I have no idea. Um... But yeah, the Nets' second half of the season was kind of odd. So in the first game that all these guys played together, I'm talking about Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, um, the Twins, you know, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges. The first game they all played together, the Nets started out with a record of, um, what can I find it, 33-23. and 23. So 10 games above 500. And... They had weird stretches. They would lose like four out of five games or five out of six. Then they would win five out of six. Like they had this this weird trajectory ever since these guys joined the team together. So they had a stretch where they won five out of six games. Then they went on to lose five in a row after that. Then they won four out of five after that. And to finish out the year, they went um, two and two to close out the year. But the last game didn't matter. So really it was two out of three. Um, they won three in a row at one point. In um in late March, early April. So yeah, they they had a it was a very streaky team, I will say. They had that amazing comeback at Boston. They were down twenty-eight. They won that game by ten somehow, which is still one of the craziest Nets games I've ever seen. Um so yeah, I mean look, we saw some bad games. I I think it took this team a while to get, you know, acclimated. And it's tough because the Nets were such a different team in the first half. It was a completely different roster. Um, it could have been part of the reason they got swept because there was so much like newness going on. This team was formed in mid-February, and the playoffs were here by mid-April. So you had two months, basically, to prepare for the playoffs and play a Sixers team. And 
yeah, the Nets probably should have extended that series to five or six games, but whatever. They would have lost anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, we saw some nice games in there. And they're, like the Nets, it's an interesting situation because they can go in so many different ways here. As I said, you have all of these like draft picks going forward. You have a um, a trade exception for like 18 point something million dollars, which they can use. So the Nets have the assets to go all in for next year. Now, what would that be? Damian Lillard's name is always brought up. Um, you know, you hear sometimes Trey Young, you hear Carl Anthony Towns, you hear different names brought up. I don't know who's actually going to be available, but the Nets definitely have assets to make moves and get another superstar if they wanted to. You know, if they really wanted to get somebody, if Dame Lillard's actually out there and he really wants to be a Brooklyn Net, it might happen. I'm not sure if I want that or not. It really depends on what the package is because you can make a lot of arguments for Damian Lillard to be a net and a lot of arguments for Damian Lillard not to be a net because he is going to be 33 next year. His contract's an insane amount of money. Um, it's going to hurt you defensively. Like there's there's reasons not to want Damian Lillard here, but you know there are reasons to want him here as well. He's a very good player. Um, he's been pretty durable the past couple of years. I mean, I think one of it might have been 2021 or 2020. He didn't play a lot one of those years, but he played a lot this year. They pretty much forced him to sit the last 10 games of the year, so he's been pretty durable the last couple of years. And he might have had one of his best seasons of his career this past year. So Dame Lillard would be exciting. I kind of feel iffy about it. Kind of reminds me of the Harden situation. I mean, not exactly because Harden's like a you know different case, but you know what I mean. Like getting a guy in his early 30s and you know wondering how much longer will his prime last for. Harden's prime did not last too long in Brooklyn. I mean, Harden was a net in January of 2021, and his prime was over by whenever the playoffs was, like probably May of 2021. So, I mean, ever since that uh, hamstring in the Bucks series, he was not the same guy. So that didn't last too long. As for their free agents this year, they have uh, Seth Curry unrestricted. They have Cam Johnson, who is restricted. Cam Johnson's uh, just turned 27 recently. So, you know, still in the prime of his career. Utah Watanabe unrestricted. He's 28 years old, 28 and a half years old. David Duke restricted and Drew Smith restricted. I mean, maybe you bring David Duke Jr. back. I don't know. I mean, I know some people think he might turn out to be something. I I don't know. I feel like his offensive game is too raw at this point. I don't know. Maybe he's something defensively or I don't know. I would not be too sad if he's gone. He's a very good athlete. I could see it working out maybe, but who knows. Uh, Seth Curry's going to be 32. He's going to be 33, actually, by next year. But with Seth Curry, it's weird because the Nets had every reason to trade Seth Curry at the deadline. They didn't do it. So, you know, I think if you did not trade him back at the deadline in February, like, you might as well bring him back. Maybe that was the plan all along, but still, it's just very weird. Um, I think Patty Mills can opt out, hopefully. I I would really hope they would uh, not have him on the roster next year. I mean, that was an awful contract. And, and seeing the way Bruce Brown plays for the Nuggets, it pisses me off so much. Like, Sean Marks has his guys. There's no doubt about it. But how you make that move from a basketball standpoint makes no sense. I know Patty Mills is tight with Ben Simmons. That probably meant a lot. But, I mean, that just makes no sense. From a basketball standpoint, taking Patty Mills at like 34 years old over Bruce Brown in the prime of his career for the same exact contract, it just makes no sense. Like a terrible move. 
that we can absolutely see coming by Sean Marks. So that pissed me off. But speaking of Sean Marks, is he even here next year? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would think so. He's there, you know, doing these. Uh, I think he did a, um, what the hell is it called? Like one of those season ending press conferences, which would, you know, usually tell you that I think the guy's coming back. I'm not sure, but it seems like no news has dropped yet about Sean Marks going anywhere. So I'm assuming that he's back next year. Um, you know, he's built this team already once before. Maybe he does it again, hopefully. But I don't know. I have lost confidence. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, Sean Marks at one point was probably one of the better GMs in the NBA. But the past two, three years, it has not been that good. And even letting Jeff Green walk. I mean, wa- watching that series against, uh, you know, the Nuggets and Suns series, you had Landry Shamit out there who was, you know, had a couple nice games for them, honestly. And he had some nice moments with the Nets in the 21 playoffs. And watching Jeff Green, who, yeah, he's not the same guy he was a couple years ago, but Jeff Green would have been useful for the Nets the past couple years. And then Bruce Brown, who, like, has gotten so much better as a player. I give him a lot of credit. So, um, and I saw that one play where Bruce Brown was chirping in KD's face and he was trying, trying to enter the Suns huddle. It was pretty funny. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just this entire situation is weird with this team. I don't know where they're going to go. If, you know, Joe Sy has said his religion is winning – if he really does believe that, they'll try to go all in for this year. And if you're Sean Marks, I mean, you're probably managing for your job at this point. Like, I think Sean Marks' leash is probably getting a bit shorter. It was definitely long a couple of years ago, but his leash is getting shorter. I mean, whether it was Joe Psy influence or not, and I definitely think it was, um, you did lose three superstars in a calendar in a calendar year. I mean, that should stand for something, you know what I mean? Whether Cy couldn't stand those guys or what, it does speak volumes when Harden, Kyrie, and Durant get out of your franchise in the span of one year. So, I'm just saying, you know, that definitely should add up to something. But, anyway, uh, I think that'll do it. I'm trying to think what my next video will be. Um, Maybe touch on some draft prospects next time. It might be a while. I think the draft is... uh, the draft's probably like a month and a half away. I think it's late June. I always remember the draft being like a week after I got out of school back in like, you know, grade school. So I would think probably in late June. Maybe they changed it. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it sucked to see uh, the Celtics win. I mean, it was such a weird series for me. Like, I hate both those teams. I really do. Like, I wanted to see Harden lose so badly. But I also really don't like Jason Tatum. I do not like Celtics fans. So to see them win was annoying as well. So at this point, I just want anyone to win, not name the Celtics. So I'm hoping that it comes down to Nuggets versus Celtics. I think the Nuggets have the best chance to beat them. Nuggets Heat will be better. I would take Nuggets Heat any day, but um, I, for some reason, don't think the Heat will beat the Celtics. It might go six games, but I just I just can't see it. I would love for the Heat to win that series. They were one shot away last year, potentially, from winning that thing. But, you know, Tyler Hero's out. Oladipo's out. It's just going to be a tall task. But anyway, we'll see what happens. It's been a fun playoff so far. I have enjoyed them for the most part. Not my own team, of course. They've pissed me off. The Nets have not won a playoff game since uh, since game five of 2021 when KD had like the 49 points or whatever. And there was the, the picture of him hugging Steve Nash. So it was a long time ago. The Nets have been 0-10 their last 10 playoff games. Maybe they finally win one next year. But, you know, personally, I kind of hope this team at least chooses a direction. That's important to me. Like, I don't want this to be the 40-win team that Josiah wants. Either blow this team up and trade Mikel and trade, you know, sign and trade Cam Johnson, trade Royce, trade DFS and Dinwiddie, get all the picks you can, and really build this thing up the next four or five years. Or you get a superstar 
and put yourselves in like, hey, if things do break right, we can win a finals with this team. Like, I do not want to stay where we are right now. This is not where I want to be. I hate being in the mediocre team in the league. That's where the Nets are right now. So I don't want to be here. So hopefully it's either you get a star and maybe get another, you know, borderline all-star type guy and try to form like a mini big three with Bridges included. Um, or you blow the team up, which, hey, I mean, if that happens, it happens. It would kind of suck because we were so close to a title a couple years ago. But yeah, whatever, whatever happens, just choose a direction. That's all I have to say. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the video. I will talk to you guys next time.